0: Boss called me up and said, "Come in to work." I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a lock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R A S S L I N, that's wrestling. R A S S L I N, that's wrestling.
1: We are one episode shy of fitty 50 episodes next week but that doesn't mean we're not going to be very good this week and really good next week it just means next week we're actually planning something which we never plan anything on the Total she show much to the chagrin of producer Chris um Today, we got a lot to talk about, but honestly, this is what my two partners get most upset about. Where's the format? And what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't really care about that. No, we're, we're just shooting the sheaves. Exactly. Yeah. He, here's the whole That's prem- the beauty of the show. The premise of this show is if I asked producer Chris and Jeez Weeze to join me at a sports bar, I would not send them a format of what we're going to talk about at that sports bar. So we just go with it, go with it, go with it. Now, if you're listening today and hoping we're going to talk about about Roman Reigns beating Cody or Cody beating Roman Reigns. It's Thursday night. We don't know what happened last night. If that's confusing to you, let me say that again. It is Thursday night. WrestleMania is on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. We don't know what happened. Even though you listening know exactly what happened, we don't have that luxury. So we're not going there. We don't care what happened Maybe at next WrestleMania. Week.
2: Yeah, next yeah week. let's hey, people, talk about let's
3: it when talk. it's 10 days old.
2: People understand podcasts aren't live. So.
3: Well, well, look at all the hard work Chris has to do. He has to format it and get it all, you know, shine up before we just yeah, put this right. thing up at midnight on Monday. Sometimes at midnight,
1: 30 yeah. <laughs> <1:30, 4:30, laughs>
3: whatever you want. I send he, I send text
1: saying we're not live yet. We're not live yet.
2: And I'm asleep when he sends these. Yes. By the way, but it, saying,
1: it's not like
3: I'm going to start calling
1: and saying, two, "Could you
2: do? Could you push two, a button?" Two in the morning. By the way, how many people
3: were in your studio? How many people are in your studio right now? Trey. It's a sellout. It's Hold a sellout. Oh, do we have a count? Can we do we, we have an official count, count yeah. of how many people are in the studio? It
1: doesn't matter what we say is here. Who there will be somebody who will blow the picture up, get a magnifying glass out and count. Is there a turnstile? There, there is a there turnstile is. on yeah. the top of the stairs okay, to the good. basement. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, And it wondering. says three people are down three here. Three people are down here. That has been confirmed. But when I work at the Bombers lately, I've been telling my coworkers I'm hearing voices when a building is empty. And I'm not going to say if I actually am hearing voices or not hearing voices. He obviously is. They don't believe I'm hearing voices, so let them... One of us is wrong, right? It's like like CM Punk never fought with those guys, and everyone thinks, now I'm hearing voices in my head. That's a bit of a stretch. They think I'm confused, but I am not confused. CM Punk did not fight with those guys, by the way. We don't need to talk about it again this week.
2: Well,
3: look, but look at the development since last week. Now... He goes out and has some weird Instagram post and now heat's back on. Now CM Punk's back out now again. Yeah. It seems that way. (sighs) It's all at work.
2: (laughs) You had to, didn't
1: you? Yeah, I had to go there. CM Punk (laughs) did not fight these guys. He was hurt. He's now ready to come back. The company never fired him. There was never a fight. I don't believe Kenny Omega got bit. There's only one piece of evidence that ever made me think Omega
3: got bit. The mark on his arm? Yes, in Japan. By the way, did you guys watch that AEW All Access show? Was no. that on after Dynamite? After Dynamite? No. no. We trust you to watch that. Tell I us know. about it. And then we act like it goes. was. It <laughs> was excellent. I, How good? I, I was very impressed with it. Very impressed. How much? Not on in Canada. How much was Tony Khan on the show? Not that much. Not that much. They were just showing pictures of him. He wasn't interviewed. It was okay. focused mostly on Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Well, that's good. It was a very good show. I was very impressed. Oh, Is
1: that the reality show about them?
3: Yep, like kind of like the it's called all access, kind of more backstage. Like it shows Adam Cole going to see the concussion specialist. Uh, it was filmed back basically back right after um, All Out, where the fight happened, and they kind of talked a little bit about the fight. And the Bucks were just coming back for full gear, so they didn't really go into it too much. But I mean, it was filmed in the fall. It was very good. I go have- out of your way to see it. Previously, we said Full Gear might be in Winnipeg, the pay-per-view in November
1: for AEW. I have reason to believe that ain't going to happen, and I'll tell you why. The Western final in the CFL this year is being played on the Saturday instead of the Sunday, November 11th this year. First time ever, CFL's moving the playoffs to Saturday. That would put it in direct competition. That game will end at about 6 o'clock. The pay-per-view would start at about 7, I believe. Well, they went head-to-head with SmackDown.
3: Not for a playoff game, but for a...
1: Yeah, I don't... Th- I don't think, I think Kevin Donnelly would probably alert them to that. He's probably with the, with it, with the dates. Bombers and the two years ago, the Toronto Maple Leafs were in town playing the Winnipeg Jets against the Bombers West final game and Toronto didn't sell out, and that was a very, very scary sign for the Jets. The Bombers did sell out, but the Jets did not sell out that night. So the Bombers did sell out, the Jets didn't. So I don't think that there... I think we will get a November TV. I wouldn't be surprised if Full Gear is not in Minneapolis and Dynamite in Winnipeg three
3: days later. That would be... That would be 47. bad because you know what? If they did 7351 or whatever the final head count was, we'd have to go check a turnstile to make sure we have an official head, well, head count. Yes, because
1: uh, the guy I talked to who was in the front row said he thought 10,000 were in the building. <laughs> and I said, did you not see
2: all of those empty sections in the upper deck? <laughs> yeah. That would have to be jam-packed to get to 10,000 because they cut off the one Well, yeah, end. with the ring and with all the stuff to get to 10,000, it, it would be you have to be packed. Well, yeah, I, listen,
3: if they come back with the, just a regular television, they're going to do 5,000 people.
2: Yeah. And it's going to be a major step back. Oh, hold it. Market. I will tell you this. If they come back
1: for a TV and Kenny Omega is either the champion or competing for the title on a, on the TV show, they might draw five or six or 7,000. If they come back and Jericho's feet, putting Jericho and Omega in that three, in that three-way nine-man tag, whatever you call that a triple trios match, uh, It was a law of diminishing returns. They would have been better to get Jericho in his own feature match, Omega in his own feature match. The idea that they had to face off for it to be great for Winnipeg is actually dead wrong, unless you were going to get them into a singles match. I've said that a couple of times. But AEW is what it is. I want to talk local for a second here. And they did it again. Those local shows, Primo's Wrestling a week ago Sunday, so... What was that? March 26th, I think? 25th? Well, Thursday was the 23rd. March 26th, Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah, Primos, with no names on the show, drew a reported 340 fans, the heavily House. disputed. We were going to call Steve Stryker in to... To tell us that there was no more than two hundred in the building, is that what he said? Yeah, and and
3: that goes in line. Here's what i But listen, who cares? Exactly, every seat was taken. The building it was looked full. Great. Looked good. No names on the show. Yeah. Sunday night. Yeah, no one really runs shows on a Sunday night. No. Well, so. commencement of the cool was a Sunday night.
1: And hats and off,
2: hats off to Primos for doing that. Yeah. Danny nope, had no an names. anniversary
1: show on a Sunday night that was successful. Let me tell you something though. Here's what I don't like, and I like the people involved that did this but when one guy goes and has a show i don't care if he papered it i don't care if he sold every ticket there the picture looked great the fans were there then all of a sudden you see a rival promoter saying well my count is 160 how can you say how can you report 300 okay who is that i don't want to get into names <laughs> but it was two people in the same office one okay i'll say one name marty goldstein was like fishing around it looks insecure And listen, I've been in the promoter wars and I've played as dirty as any of them, but to publicly go out and say, Hey, like dispute the number. Guess what? One day you're going to report a number and someone's going to dispute it. Or here's what will happen. You got Rowan last Friday. Do you want the other promoter saying, well, you only drew 300,
3: but you needed a name that was a big deal to get to 300. You're sticking your neck out pretty far. If you do, if you're doing stuff like that, like you should just be happy that the business is
2: healthy here. And keep your mouth shut about somebody else's business. Exactly. McDonald's doesn't talk about Burger King. Because
1: the fans aren't going to support, some fans will, but there are fans that are now making clear choices of where they're spending their wrestling dollars. And they're going to say, you know what, like he's, that company has been the king of the castle. It's like watching a game of King of the Castle. That company has been king of the castle for 12 years and, or 14 years. And they do things that Make fans think they're not the fans aren't appreciated. I've said it a hundred times on this show. The most important part of the equation is the fans. If you expect them to pay twenty or twenty-five, if you expect them to pay fifteen, or you expect them to invest three hours to come to your event, it's all a valuable part of the puzzle. If if you alienate them, they aren't going to come to your show. Petty bullshit like that is going to end up making it so the fans are like, you know what? I was going to shows and they were fun, but you know what the promoters were, they didn't value that we were making the commitment to come. Don't do it. Don't, I don't, I looked at the picture and thought the venue looked amazing. Sure. It was an elevated shot. It, I looked down and every chair was full. I don't know how the depth of the, of the picture was a, it was a rectangular building. I don't know what was cut off by the angle of the camera,
2: but if he tells me there's 300 people there, it's on him. If he's lying really, and it, it doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. If, the, if it was sold out, it was sold out. But even if he would have just said, it's sold out, and I, I don't know Marty Gold from a hole in the ground, so I don't know. But if even if he have said, Graham said, it was sold out, and he said, well, that's only 200 people. Who cares? It's a sellout for that building. Point it doesn't is, matter. Why Every say
3: anything? Why debate well, it? Just, you know what, when you're, if you're supposed to be the number one, you don't talk about the number two exactly. or the number three. You just keep your head down, do your own thing, that's what the proper approach should be.
1: The been. darlings, as we're accused of calling it with the WPW our love affair with the WPW brand is not true. <laughs> I, I, I respect what they're doing, but they're not the darlings of the total bee Show. Say, who's saying that. I, I somebody sent me a message and they were like, Oh, you you look out for the little darlings of the total She show. No, but Devin and <laughs> Devin and Ben, they don't play these games. Like honestly. They, they get accused all the time of of, manuf- of, of of artificially selling out their venue like they report a sellout within 24 hours somebody says that's an impossibility. Where would the business sense be of of one if you go and test it online, you try to buy a ticket online I've tried it two days after when they say it's sold out and you can't get to a the link goes to it, it says sell out you cannot buy the ticket. What would be the value for them to say oh we sold mm-hmm. out. So that a guy like me who maybe would have, I wouldn't have bought the ticket, but somebody who is trying to buy a ticket is can't, and then they don't try again, there would be no value to that. So if they're telling you it's a sellout, it's a sellout. If they say they like, they didn't say, Hey, we sold 500 tickets. They said our capacity is 500. And then they reported a sellout and online it was verified. You could not buy a ticket. Now, maybe they only put 300 outs for sale online and they have 200 that they have to piece off to sponsors. And they have 200, that, like they may have a ticket buying group of that 200 or the boys might be selling a bunch of that 200.
3: I don't know how it works but they definitely sold a lot of tickets in 24 hours. And listen, people can say what they want about WPW, but Mike, they you don't play I, games. You and I had a pretty important meeting this week with somebody who's pretty important in this in the industry here locally. Yep. And these guys are making waves and people are taking notice.
1: Yeah, people are taking them serious. And I'll tell you how they managed to do that. In 2010, WFX did everything right to be taken seriously, but our owner had no credibility. And I had to battle that the whole way through. No offense to my owner, but he didn't have credibility. Simple as this. And we were putting out a product that was amazing, but everyone would say, oh, yeah, there's a story there. And I'd have to say, I know the story. It ain't what you think it is. And I'd have to try to lend him credibility. The product had credibility, but the the business structure didn't have credibility. And what we've seen over the last 12 years Danny can do a lot of amazing things. He's had every big name available come to Winnipeg. That is great. He can stand on that and say... Tessa
3: Blanchard just yeah, announced right exactly. after we went off the air last week yep. when we finished taping.
1: Tessa Blanchard. Let's Rowan, hope she shows up. <laughs> yeah, Rowan. Yeah. He um, He's had James Storm in all three parts of his territory. He's had like... Rhino's come through. Sure. He has done amazing. Brian Danielson? Yeah. He gets yep. that was, was his first show first had Brian Danielson. Yep. He has done amazing things at getting talent to come to his shows. He doesn't need to play a pissing war. But he but unfortunately, he came up in he, they all point back to 2000. they say the early 2000s, late 90s. Okay, Ernie and Bobby had a pretty bad pissing war. When John Newman started, th- there wasn't really a pissing war. Like he had Bobby in, he offered him a job. Bobby turned down that
3: job? What, what did Bobby say? How much did Bobby want?
2: This is <laughs> Okay, a great so I got to t- Okay, how are bar. we off for
3: time? We're, we're good. Go ahead. Okay, side side so <laughs> PCW starts in 2002.
1: <laughs> and we take all of Bobby's crew. So late 2001, we told the crew, we're starting, We and you're coming over, but it's an exclusive arrangement. And we offered them deals. We offered them money. The big thing that wasn't offered before PCW was if you showed up for PCW, you were guaranteed a payoff. Whereas before that, you might only get $5 because it was the promoter working off the gate, and the gate went into the wrestler's hands. Sometimes you were told, there's no money tonight. Sorry. Okay? That was not a good business. I wasn't practice. told that. No. Some people. There was a few people who had a guarantee. But fast forward, PCW starts, and we've we left Bobby on life support. We left him Ryan on Wood, purpose. Rob Stardom, Vance, Vance Nevada, Nevada uh, Johnny, Malibu. Johnny Malibu. Key political people that we just did not—they didn't—they were anti-Mike Davidson. Was really what it was. Well,
3: if they he, also wouldn't be a—they were politicians in the
1: back. Exactly. So they—they they were all people who may have. Contributed to me getting fired at PCW. It didn't matter. Robbie Royce was another one we left mm-hmm. there. We left him with a decent enough crew. But the problem was when you lose two-thirds of your crew and all the best guys, sitting in that locker room, you feel like crap. Okay. So Bobby gets a Bobby reaches out to John Newman and says, after we bought one of Bobby's rings, and Bobby had a different ring. That's a whole other story we'll yes. have to get into at another so, time. So so Bobby says to John Newman, why didn't you just buy me out? Maybe I would have been willing to sell. So John knew said, come down and we'll talk. Maybe I'll buy you out. Now, John thinks he's doing Bobby a favor because Bobby's reaching out with this buyout. So John thinks, okay, he, he has no interest in continuing. He wants to sell, I'll buy, right? Bobby thinks he's going to come in and stick it to John. Very, very stupid mistake. <laughs> Nothing productive in this meeting. So I was advised uh, the day of the meeting, Andrew and I were advised, John's going to have the meeting. I'm not going to be a part of the meeting because it's, it's a little (laughs) hostile, but I'm told, okay, John thinks he's going to, he's going to make an offer. He said, how much is it worth? And I said, it's not worth $15,000. There's nothing there. There's a ring. There's a ring. Might be worth three or four. We got his last ring for three. How much is this one worth? His belts aren't worth anything. His company, like, there's a couple of shows that he might have a contact for that we might be able to continue with. $15,000 would be very, very generous. generous. But very John generous. was going to be, John was prepared to give him a $15,000 check out right then respect. and there. Out of respect, Yeah, out of respect. And he had the money. So Andrew and I are talking and we're deciding, okay, well, there's a Chalmers show tonight. I call Vance Nevada. I said, Vance, you know, Bobby's coming down to a meeting. He's probably going to sell the company. Don't worry you're going to run the show tonight at Chalmers same as it would have been nothing's going to change but I'll just if it if the deal goes through I'll come down and talk to the crew I was going to fire Vance in front of the crew, just as a <laughs> no, just a very petty. Yeah, you try to work against this entire from the time I told you because I told Vance in advance there is an investor and in, in PCW starting, and he said, "Well, count me in." He went to Bobby and said, "Well, the mole he, that was Tony Candela's nickname for me, the mole's got a he says he's got a money man. It's not going to happen." And postured and politicked against it. Okay, no problem. You do that. Guess what happens at the end of the war. You are the first guy that gets fired for being the general to lead your, your country into a, a, a winless war. You get, you get fired. Anyway, long story short, and it shows how, how petty I could be. So I told Andrew, you and I are going down there. I'm going to fire Vance in front of the crew. And if the crew walks, we'll just cancel the show. We don't care. We have nothing to lose by that show being canceled. We weren't going to run the community club. Fast forward. Not even a half an hour later. You might've been in the room. I think I was there. Yeah. yeah. We were expecting John to come out of this meeting with Bobby J. It was in the (laughs) office where we all worked. We expected it to be okay. Done deal. TRCW trademarks are coming to PCW. John Noon walks in and he said, he says to me, I've never been disrespected so badly. He said to me, he looked across the table and he said, when you get the chance to stick the screws to him, you do it. He said, I will never put up with the disrespect. I just got, what the heck? what happened? So, so they're sitting across the table and, and John says, Bobby, name your price. And I believe Bobby said $150,000. <laughs> and John said, what? And he said, $150,000. And John said, I've got on piece of paper here, $5,000 for your ring and belts. I was going to give you 15,000, which is 10,000 for your hard work and equity. You're asking for $135,000 more. And he said, and, and I'm going to do a Bobby J impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's $15,000 for my, for my ring and my belts and $135,000 for my heart and soul. John said, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Done meeting over. (laughs) So, <laughs> lesson be told. Eight months later, Bobby J goes out of business because it was a winless war.
2: God, for fifteen k, I'd be signing that check so fast. Can you I can, You'll never make fifteen thousand dollars locally in two thousand eight. And, and I know. No, this is two thousand two. Two thousand two. That's John even worse. Had,
1: <laughs> John Newen had advised Andrew and I that if the deal goes through, he's going to offer Bob a job to book dates, so we would all have to work together. So that was what Andrew and I, for that whole 30 minutes, are stressed. And I said, okay, who has final say? And John said, Mike, will have final say on how this is going to go. I said, okay, no problem. Vance Nevada is getting fired tonight. And I looked forward to that meeting. If I was going to have to work with Bobby, Vance Nevada was getting fired. Because Vance Nevada politicked against what we tried. Vance Nevada,
3: the day of the first meeting for PCW. So why don't you talk about this with Vance when you had him on the air? This is what I was wondering. Because I promised not to blindside him. You you, you, I, don't, you don't have to blindside him. You can tell him we're going to discuss it. want to talk this. about Winnipeg.
1: And if I had told him, listen, we're going to talk about history, I don't think he considers himself a historian, but he also says Winnipeg is the black eye of wrestling. But he was the steward, like he was the head honcho of Winnipeg wrestling from 1995 until 2001. So if he thinks it was bad, that was under his watch. He can blame Ernie Todd and Wayne Stanton and anybody else he wants, but he had six years to affect change and he didn't. But what advanced Nevada in, in so what happened in 2001, we have the meeting in November. So I, call, I, I heard Vance had been calling all the guys cause a couple guys had called me and I heard Vance is calling everybody and trying to really rally the troops cause he was the booker for TRCW. So I just called Vance and I said, Vance, let me tell you something. You can call and put guys, you can put guys under a lot of pressure. They're going to feel like they're in an emotional tug of war. You're not going to be able to touch our offer. I guarantee you will not touch our offer. So anybody who takes your offer is making a bad decision. And he's like, listen, you and I are always going to be cousins. And, uh, I like to think that, you know, if there's a spot for me, you'll, you'll, you'll reach out to me. I remember that when him saying, that. yeah. And I said, man, like I reached out to you three months ago and told you what the, what the move was here. You decided to work against it every step of the way. But anyway, the long story short, he was like trying to tell talent, listen, it's the mall. It's never going to get off the ground. No, Vance, you had run the feasing market into the <laughs> toilets. Maybe get a bleep on that. Um, you had run the feasing market right into the ground. And we, fe- we built it while you were gone to the Maritimes at the, at the Palladium nightclub. And you, by the time you would come back, the groundswell was there. You managed to politic and get me fired as Bobby's booker, but you were never going to be able to stop what PCW had as a vision. And
3: any and every single talent signed the deal. And I'll pump my own tires here a little bit. Vance, I wasn't around when Vance was doing this stuff. Now, well, you were in in two thousand. But, but now I'm saying, but now I'm around. Yeah, that's what the difference
1: is. Yes. So as much as he tried to politic, I I remember talking to you a lot during that, and you said we got everybody. I said, do we have Mentalo? Yeah, we got him, a hundred percent. Because if without Mentalo, you don't get Omega. You don't with with Mentalo, you got Ross Gills and Chad Tatum a big part of that was if Mentalo was too loyal to Nevada, poor Mentalo was caught in the middle of it. Like, and you could tell he was agonizing at that meeting mm-hmm. to the point where Wayne Stan got up, took the mic and said, you guys are idiots. If you don't sign this deal, <laughs> this guy who's got a lot of money is going to invest in all of you. you don't even think twice. Yeah. Right. But Van, and it, it, no offense to Bobby, Bobby had had that that it goes back to the King of the castle mentality, which is how I got sidebarred right now. There's five, four promoters: five, three uh, D, Winnipeg Pro, T, uh, CWE, Primos. Am I missing any? So four. Four. Did you say WPW? Yeah, I said them. Okay. And we know, like the King of the Castle game, is not the WPW who's drawing the most people. They're the ones not playing the King of the Castle game. They're worried about the show next Saturday at the museum. They're worried about selling out and continuing
3: their string of sellouts. They worry about the WPW brand. They don't worry about any of the other brands. But you know what's funny is that the quote unquote wrestling people, they always kind of gravitate to this negative. Oh yeah, petty, political. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's generational. It's just it, that's the way it is, yeah. right? So it's like the WPW guys—they're not quote unquote wrestling people. They were fans, and as fans, they hated the political shit. Yes, yeah. and they just stayed above it. Yeah, right. And and what you're getting from them is something completely different. Let's talk about their commitment to fans. They had a sellout the day after they put tickets
1: on sale. Yep. Last week. Didn't they, need to do anything. Last week, Didn't they released that the the Billington Bulldogs are coming in. They're a tag team in Major League Wrestling. They're yep. nephews of D- Dynamite Kid. Every, That's they, awesome. They're an indie, they're indie an- tape trader dream right now because you're seeing them at the ground floor and yep. who knows where the ceiling is. And then they just announced that Taron from accounting is coming in.
2: They've had her before, yeah, yeah, but she's awesome.
1: Their commitment to women's
3: wrestling yep. has never been touched by again, Jody, Jody Threat.
1: Yeah, back consistent. Again. She just signed an
3: impact. Well, she signed awful. an impact a long time ago. She signed an impact, but she's been under contract yeah, the, for eight months. But nobody's. They known They
1: finally her. announced yeah, that she signed. It.
3: So here's what WPW
1: does. The rest is all background noise. Their focus is our fans bought 500 tickets. Let's wow our 500 fans. I think the rest of the promoters need to do this, and I'm not. I'm not coming down on anyone. But hey, on, on this show, I've been very, very critical of Primos. I won't be. I'm not critical of a wrestling show that draws 250, 300 fans with only local talent on it. That is impressive to me. So, congratulations to Primos. All the promoters just need to sit there and focus on their own product and the fan reward the fans. The fans are buying the tickets. Give them the best version of your brand that you can. Hey, and ring announcers not wearing suits, ring announcers wearing jeans, that, that, sh- that stuff doesn't fly. 3D has a guy who, who is relatively well-known. Who's 3D's? The guy who does Winnipeg Ice Games.
2: Oh, AJ, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't dress up to do it. Like, wear a suit. Well, they don't have a ring either, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no money in the how, budget for a suit. Wh- what time are we at?
1: <laughs> we're at 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Okay, we're going to take two more minutes to talk about one other thing. Okay. Yeah, you can't really talk about a ring if, or a suit if they don't have a ring. Yeah, exactly. But the ring announcer should have a blazer at least. Let's start with a ring. Yeah. Let's talk dress code. <laughs> okay. Okay, I can't say anything because the CFL does not have a dress code. When, when Willie Jefferson, who's the king of the, he's amazing in the CFL. He's the best defensive lineman in the CFL. When he leaves, he's often in a track suit or he's in what he would wear. Yeah. Normally his comfort clothes, gets on a bus, goes to the building, gets off the bus into the building. No suit. There are guys that do wear suits. Henry Burris used to wear a suit a lot when he played in the CFL. He's now a coach in the NFL with the Chicago Bears, I believe. You have to, I believe talent should wear, should always try to look like they're going to conduct a business, Right. It should be something where you wear something that makes you stand out.
3: Not sweatpants.
1: No, absolutely not sweatpants. Not tank top.
2: Even a tracksuit can work in that, that. row, if it's a nice tracksuit, if it's not a you know a bargain. Basement, I get that Sheehan they have to. Be, I I get
1: that they need to be. They need to be comfortable, especially if they're driving from town to town. So it's not easy to throw on a pair a golf shirt and a pair of pants. But the company should imagine you're going to a small town say your primo's going to Roblin. If every one of your talents had a golf shirt that had your logo, when they get to town and they all go to the local gas station, the local subway, the local whatever, all of a sudden everyone's seeing that golf shirt with the nice logo. They Oh, that, that must be that thing that's coming to town that I heard something about. It reinforces your advertising, right? So the company would benefit from what it would have cost, $25 a guy, get a bunch of golf shirts made. The Bombers, when I went to Great Cop, they gave me seven days worth of clothing because they wanted me to wear branded apparel. They didn't say, I said, well, I'll buy it. Just give me a discount. They said, no, that's not how it works. What's your size? You're going to get a, you get a, you get a bag full of clothing. It's my like, work did that too. Yeah. Send me all sorts of Yeah, stuff. my work doesn't ask for
3: I just, stuff shows up in yeah, my Yeah, we want and you, and work you to wear that that this because exactly. you have
1: to reflect the brand. I think companies should be like, hey, we want you to reflect the brand. So here's some apparel. We're going to have a golf shirt. and." WPW, again, the company that has the most, the most reflection Our darlings,
2: <laughs> the, the wanna, darlings of the that before we go on, <laughs> but
1: they, Al, Alfonso's wearing the hoodie, right? Looks amazing. Yeah. That's a nice hoodie. Right. I see that. And I I'm can't like, get one. Yeah. I, I, I see that. And I'm like, God, that <laughs> looks
3: crew only. Yeah.
1: That looks great. They have crew only clothing. Every company should be looking to mimic that because it says to your crew, Hey, we're taking this serious. When you're, if you're ever going to go the exclusive route, let, what are you going to say to talent? Hey, listen, just come work for me. We're going to have the best show. Hey, come work for me. We've been around the longest. Hey, come work for me. Just because we we know each other the best. No, but if you say, hey, listen, we all have, I I send you the the crew shirt. I send you this. I
3: I want our guys having u- not uniform, but I want us carrying the brand properly. The way that I look at it is this. I mean, you don't show up like you look like you belong in the crowd. That was my whole thing. Whenever yeah. I showed up at a show. I always took a shower before I went. I, I cold my hair. I dressed nice. You know, maybe I didn't wear a dress shirt, but I would dress nice. Yeah. Right. Presentable. Just like you were going to a club. Right. Where I would walk in and somebody wouldn't realize, Hey, that guy's, that guy's got something going on. Yeah. That guy is somebody. Yeah. Right. He's not here just to watch the show. You have to look like a star. That's what you have to do. The worst part is they can't even disguise themselves because a lot of times
1: they're pulling their pull-behind bag with them. So everyone knows, hey, that guy's on the show. And how they dress is an important part of it. It it doesn't have to be... A suit. It sh- WWE makes you wear yep, a suit. They sure do. But it can be a sweatshirt. Like it can be a nice sweatshirt. It can be, s- just make it something that looks like you care about what you're going to do, where you're going and what you're going to do. You're well, going yeah, to
2: conduct business. If you're going to be like a smarmy, like I'm better than you heel, for example, and you see, people see you showing up with a wheelie bag and you're wearing you know sweatpants.
0: You you, kill your uh, own gimmick. How do you get
2: that over? You don't. You can't. You've killed your own gimmick. You look like a slob. Yeah. You just look like a slob. Yeah. And before we go to the break here, I want to talk about this WPW is our darlings thing. It's not our darlings. We talk about everybody pretty equally. Try to. As a matter of fact, we just happen to like when people do things correctly. Like when I I see somebody driving a car, right, I'm very happy. When I see somebody coming at me in the wrong (laughs) lane, I'm not happy. It's pretty simple. Yeah. If you think about it for a second.
1: Yeah, And you say it well. I think the problem is what WPW has done is it's hard to get a full endorsement from me. Danny Duggan has run for 13 years. He's always gotten an endorsement from me, but not a full-on endorsement. There's always five or six things he could do a little better. But WPW so far, I couldn't do it better than them. One of the reasons why you hear me say 50, 50, 40, 60... That I would ever run again is because if I can't do it as good as them, it's a pretty good sign. There's no point to do it. And they do it. They, however they do it, whatever their commitment to quality is, it impresses me. And that's what, that's what you're hearing from me. It's not that they're my favorite. In all honesty, my friendship with Danny makes Danny my favorite, but there's things he could do better. And he knows it because when I talk to him there, I tell him, but he's done it his way and he makes the most money. Danny's the most successful based on money. He takes home the most money out of all promoters. And if that's the bottom, if that's the marker, Ernie Todd used to take home the most money. So the Ernie Todd award of, of making a living as a promoter now goes to Danny Duggan. What a, what a dubious
2: honor. This episode of the Total Bees She's Show is powered by FirstRow.ca, Canada's online collectible store where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, action figures, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Total Bees Shees Show listener, you can get 10% off your order using the code Shees. Again, the code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z one word and receive 10% off your order. FirstRoad.ca Canada's online collectible store.
0: This is Wayne Stanton from episode 6 of the Total Bees Shees show. If you're not listening to this podcast I think you're a coward.
1: Last week the main event munchies trivia question was Mecca? You don't remember, do you? I don't remember. What was it? <laughs> oh give me a second and I'll think of it.
2: Yeah, preparation's terrible. Yeah, uh, no prep. You, you could have told us this. Well, you can cut
1: cut this a little tighter if you want.
2: Oh, this is good this is good audio. <laughs>
1: Ryan Price is the winner. I remember that. What did Ryan Price tell me as an answer? If you stand by, I will tell you. All right, we're standing
2: by. Yeah, stand by and count me down. Speaking of which, main event munchies. Mecca, you had a bag last week. Have you gone on the search for another bag? I have not gone on the search for another bag, but the bag was very good. If and Main I, Event I, Munchies I, is listening, yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, One thing I will say is, uh, you're going to see me tweet from some events that I go to soon, and I'm going to hashtag Main Event Munchies at some of those. Not that Main Event Munchies are sold at those events, but I just want to get it out there. I just want to hashtag Main Event Munchies like crazy. They're very
2: good. Yeah, oh, absolutely, are very they good ever? By the way, if you uh, happen to get your hands on a bag of main event munchies post post it right up on you know Twitter, Facebook whatever tag at total b she's use hashtag main event munchies Oh let's get it out
1: there let's share it. The question was, WrestleMania oh. is always on a Saturday or Sunday. That's right. But one time, yes. <laughs> one time it was not on a Saturday and Sunday. Somebody actually got this? Ryan Price got it. Two people actually answered, but Ryan Price wow, had it wow. first. Wow. Ryan Price, who we worked with in River City Wrestling.
3: When What day was that on? It was a Tuesday. That is incorrect. It was a Monday, I that said. That is correct. <laughs> yes. I thought I it might wasn't be, me who got the answer. I thought I might be able to get another bag of main event munchies was, if he was wrong. Let he was me, just, angling for those let me munchies make sure again.
1: that Ryan. Let me make sure Ryan Price answered the right. It question.
3: was Monday, April the seventh. a Monday, yes. nineteen eighty-six WrestleMania two. There you go, WrestleMania from three the... separate locations. Oh
1: I'm going to apologize to listeners. I do no prep, and I'm on two hours of sleep. <laughs> So, uh, yes, so I, there you've got the question there. You've got the answer. This week's question. I'm impressed you knew that. Mecca yeah. did not come up with this one, and we we spent about two minutes during the break coming up with a question, and only two minutes.
2: Just letting them behind the curtain. A mm-hmm. little bit
1: easier of a question. Rick this Flair left WWF in 1993. He lost the Loser Leaves Town match. Who did he lose the Loser Leaves Town match to? Ooh. By the way... One. Why is Earl Hebner not going into the into the Hall of Fame before Tim White? And I like Tim White. There's
2: heat. Great question. But
1: Earl Hebner belongs in that Hall of well, Fame. Well, they were Tim. selling bootleg yeah, gimmicks boot, outside of. Uh, there's heat on them. That's why he was
3: let
2: go. Him and his brother were selling bootleg T-shirts. Okay, I agree. Okay, it's only
3: a matter of time before he's yeah. There. Earl but Earl, hundred percent. Tim White. Listen, I know he started there and as he was Andres, Andre's Handler and all this stuff in 1985, but hundred percent. The Hebners need to be in the devil. Earl, for thing. sure.
1: Not necessarily Dave, but maybe because the angle on main event. Oh, totally. Yes. And uh, also we have, like, I would say Kyoto belongs there before Tim White. My Kyota. Maybe not. Mm. No, Tim know. White is kind of a stalwart. Yeah. Well, Tim White, because of the connection with Andre, I think is what. You think that makes him second to go in or should have been behind second? Behind the Hebners? Yeah. Okay. Not Joey Morella? No. no. Okay, good.
3: I uh, like Joey Morella.
1: Yeah. So main event munchies just, you know what? I got to be honest. I had to go buy two or three bags because I'm addicted to the taste. and Super good. And you know what? It might sound flimsy that I'm saying this about a sponsor. I am being 100% honest. I ate that whole bag last, last show. It has got a kick to it that I absolutely love. I've shared it with my friends, my boss at the Bombers. I was happy to give you a bag, which Uncle Lightning Dick actually gave it to you. Yes. Um, and today I gave Derek Lowen a bag and, and went on social media, but... I honestly love this product. So it, the place where I got it was actually Primos Collectibles on Portage. It's also available at that Andre
2: Bowl out. on yeah. Desmiron.
1: Yeah, and if you go, if you hit them up online, they will they will probably make arrangements. If you want to buy four or five bags, they'll probably drop them right off at your house.
2: And there's a few there. There are a few locations that has it. So yeah, check out there because they're adding locations every and, day.
1: And if you're a business owner and you have the ability to sell pretzels, I think. A perfect fit would be Red River Co-op. I think Food Fair would be a perfect fit. People will buy this if they try it. If they start doing samples at high-traffic areas, people will buy this pretzel. It is that good. But that's just where I'm at, and I'm I'm just speaking honestly about the product. Uh, the owner, Jason Gagne, is my friend, but I would say this about the product. I, I, if you ever hear me talk about Pick-A-Pop, the Manitoba soda pop, I always say great things about it. It's not as good as Pepsi, but it's a locally made brand that actually
3: is really good. And I grew up as a kid drinking absolutely. it. Absolutely. And listen, Jason Gagne is not my friend and I still like Native event <laughs> munchies. Yeah, so, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, you got to give credit. Listen, we do it. We say it. We give credit where credit is due here. So yep. if, if it's good... Hey. Now, now they're going to say the main event, Munchies is the darling of the Total beast. <laughs> oh, so by the way, sp- speaking of Munchies. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> speaking of Munchies. Okay. Something I like to get off my chest here. If you're going to show up to uh, uh, another uh, promotion to watch their show, which, you know, from time to time I show up yeah. at certain shows. I, you know, I don't mind going to these shows. And, you know, if it's a CWE show, I go hang out in the back. See what's going on, but I went to the WPW show. I don't know the owners. I don't. They don't know me. Yeah. Right. I don't walk in the back like I own the place. I'm not going to walk in the back and drink their refreshments that they provide the talent and also the munchies that they provide the talent. They give their talent subs. So they cater with Subway. they cater the the show. If you're going to show up at these shows, and these guys are nice enough to let you into a show, and I'm talking about the WPW show. And you're talking about wrestlers who aren't wrestling? Wrestlers who are not wrestling. Don't go in the back and drink their beer and eat their food. It is the worst. That's a dick move, not to the, not only dick to the promoters. And a- the poor promoters who aren't, quote-unquote, in the business, they're probably just trying to be cool. They don't want to make a scene. Yeah. And they have every right to tell these dicks to get out of our locker room. Yeah. It's show day, it's busy, there's a lot going on. Quit taking advantage of us. This is not a charity. Yeah. I saw that at the last show and it pissed me off. Yeah. So I'm just you talked about munchies. So you exactly. know who the dick is the dick move is to? It's not only to the promoters who you don't
1: respect but to the wrestlers who are supposed to eat that food after they've had a performance. For sure. Because they
3: can't leave the back and go run to a restaurant. And listen, I had wrestlers message me and said, Oh, Mecca, if you were there, why did you just come to the back and hang out? You know what? Because I don't need to go to the back. Exactly. I'm not on the show. I don't need to say hi to anybody. I'm just here as a spectator to watch and enjoy the show. Plus, you and I take a certain level of pride of
1: supporting the show by sitting there, paying for a beer... So the venue is happy. Exactly. And enjoying the show. I'm going to pay for some merch if they have any left yeah, next time. So we're going to go to the back and we're going to laugh at something we see in the back. Or are we going to be out in front and say, oh, did you, see, we saw that. We saw the pop. We heard the pop. We experienced that moment. It doesn't make us marks. Actually, it makes us respectful to all of the talent. Yeah. Us going
3: to the back to visit is not productive to what we're there to do. And you know, and it like CWE, I guess would be my quote unquote home promotion. Right. So yeah, you're I would feel comfortable going back there. I helped start the company, mm-hmm. but I would never go walk back to a Primo show. I've been in this business for, geez, almost 25 years. Yeah. That doesn't mean I go walk to the back of a Candelo show or a Primo show or a 3D show or these other shows. I don't know these guys. Yeah.
1: Let me say, I'm more than qualified to walk into the back of any show and offer some sort of insight Certainly. that could make the show better. But that's not what I'm there to do. When I go to the show, I'm usually there so I I can report back on B. She's something I saw. Or I can say, you know what, I, I, never, I didn't believe I was going to see that. And then I did. I'm going to go to a Primo show here uh, this month. ABC Trent 7. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to, I'm going to get to a CWE show. It's a little trickier with CWE because their schedule is like Friday nights. And I like by Fridays, I'm usually dead tired Saturday. i usually have a little bit more gas in the tank. I'm going to try to get out to more shows. Like that was one of the criticisms AJ had on me. I don't go to enough shows. I also like work seven days a week. I have three jobs and it's not because I'm, it's not, I don't work three jobs cause I'm debt laden. It's because the bosses that hire me keep me busy. And that it's hard to have a work-life balance, but I, I owe it to these guys. I talk about to see, to, be there and
3: see more, but I'm not. I'm not going to eat their subs. I'm usually. I usually eat before I get to that event. You had a good way to circumvent that. Which yeah, your thought was really good. I think you should probably mention that. I think that.
1: that they should have a security person at the door, and it's a lanyard system. Sorry, you don't have a pass, you can't go past this point. And if so, got like there was a confusion. When you went to the WPW show, I was under the belief you were set up on the guest list. You got there, the guest list wasn't, didn't say that, right? Very embarrassing to me, unfortunately. doesn't mean I'm mad at the promoters. No. It's a per- they, event day. They took care of it. Yeah, stuff happens. Um, but if you don't have a lanyard, your pass to get in gets you into the viewing area to stand because you shouldn't take a seat that was bought by a customer. Stand there and enjoy the show until you don't want to and then go home. You don't have a right, even if you want to go visit with guys in the back, a lot of wrestlers have this attitude that if I'm out in the crowd, I'm going to look like a Mark. No, absolutely not. As long as you're not acting like a Mark or you're yeah. dressed like an idiot, if you're dressed in, in good
3: in good public clothing, people say, oh, you know. I just hung out at the back, up against the wall, right next yeah. to the bar. Yeah, so watch the show. So imagine
1: this. Low profile. When I go to a Winnipeg Blue Bomber football game, their injured players are often moving throughout the stadium. They're not marks. (laughs) They can't play because they're on the disabled list. The fact that they're moving around the stadium might be because they're going to the... There's a spectator area for players that are hurt. A lot of them stand on the sideline, but sometimes they're moving around the stadium for whatever reason. It doesn't
3: make them marks. I just think that there's guys who take advantage of these guys. And that's what this is. That's what this is. They're taking advantage of these new guys who are doing a good thing, and they feel that, well screw these guys, I can take advantage of them. I've been doing this, and they don't have the balls to say anything. And they're probably right. They probably don't have the balls because they would feel... Those guys have too much respect and courtesy yes. not to say anything. And I would say to those guys, the WPW guys, don't uh, hesitate. They should say something if somebody's doing something. This lanyard thing is a great idea. Mm. Uh, you don't want to be in the way. And it's just a, it's just a dick move to go back there. You, you know, you're probably already stooging off information, but now you're drinking their beer yeah. and eating their subs. Yeah. And that's just low class, man. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I once kicked out a wrestler who was my friend at an
1: AWE show in October, 2005, one of my buddies put his head through the curtain. He was going to come back and I said, can't come back, man. And he was like, what? That's ridiculous. I said, I, I am running a TV show here. I've got guys coming and going. I do not need clutter in my gorilla area. I'm sorry. This is a very high pressure situation. We're, we cannot be making mistakes. Uh, with all due respect, you're not allowed back here. And he didn't take it well, but. That, oh, well. Yeah. And I, him and I were like, I knew him
3: very well, but he wasn't booked. He was in the crowd. He had to stay in the crowd. Listen, he put you in that position. Yeah, so exactly. you have to have that conversation. So that's on him, yeah. not on you. And I'll tell you, if I
1: was working backstage at any show right now, and I had the if the company said to me, how would you run it differently? I'd say if they're not paid to be on the show, it, unless there's a reason for them to be back here visiting and you don't want them out in front of the crowd, like they're doing an injury angle or something, then they can't be back here messing up the business you're conducting. You're producing an event. Everything has to be right. If they're back, they're distracting the guy that's supposed to make a run in. Right? I'll give you an example of how bad I was. I was visiting a PCW show. I am a dick when it comes to ribbing. I will be the first two minute. You were. You know you exactly were. what I'm going to. There was a battle royal. And I was back there just visiting. I was not on the show. And I was being disruptive. Andrew should have thrown me out. And Kenny Omega was
3: the guy who took me to task for this. And again, Andrew probably had too much respect, probably too nice, felt he owed it to you. Yeah, exactly. So Dave Draco, I think his name was,
2: Uh got thrown
1: out of the Battle Royal. I'm looking, he comes back.
3: (laughs) Forgot about Draco. And I said,
1: what are you doing back here? And he said, I got tossed over the top rope. I said, you were supposed to be in until Adam Knight gets in at number 17. Go back out there. He's like, I went over the top rope. I said, I don't care. Go back out there. Get back in the ring. Sneak in. So he does this. The guys in the ring, knew they tossed him. They think he's being an idiot. They toss him again. He comes back again. I said, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in when it's 17. You're in with the finish. Yeah, I can get back out there. <laughs> and he's like, he didn't know what to do. I said, I've been around long enough to know, to tell you to get back out there. Guy went out there again. The fans started to pop for it. It got to the point where it was ridiculous. Yeah. Three or four times he got tossed. Three <laughs> or four times. got the guy pushed. I got him. Exactly. Because the fans thought it was great, right? It was an accidental push, but it was me being a dick. Shellcross did not appreciate it. He said, you know what? Shellcross was awesome, but he said, you know what? It was funny the first three times. The fourth time it got stupid. And Kenny Omega said, you could have got him hurt because nobody knew you were pulling the strings. They thought this green horn was, kept jumping back in the ring. Well he said, what would happen if we all took took liberties with him, right? So I am not I'm a hypocritical by saying this, but there's business going on at the show. Don't be interfering with that. If the if the promoters are nice enough to give their talent who perform for them food and drinks, don't don't eat the food, don't drink
3: the drinks. It's not for you. And maybe you come say hello, but if you're gonna come say hello, oh get the green light from somebody before going back there, say hello and then say. Goodbye. Let yeah. them focus on what yeah. they're there yeah. to do. Yeah. Spend five minutes back there at intermission
1: while the shows are going on. Just don't. Be out in a quiet corner, which is actually more fun to sit there, watch the show, and say, hey, this guy's having a, hell, a heck of a
3: match. This guy's doing this. Well, that guy botched the spot. That can be fun to watch the show that way. And even at the CWE shows, like when I go to the shows, and I do hang out in the back, but I am always, if the match, when the match starts... I leave the back and I go and watch every single match. And then you probably tell the guy things that you noticed that they maybe should have tried. Only if
1: they ask. See, and I'm different. If I see something in a match, I actually go to the guy and say, hey, can I give you some advice? I noticed this. I think you lost the people here. You maybe want to do this, this, and this. And I always look for the reaction. Do they say thank you to me or do they roll their eyes and just yep. you know, phase it out? And that's how I know how eager they are to learn. But uh, a great lesson to talk about. And I think it's something that hopefully the guys will pick up from it. And and you know what? The guy who I know you, you're you talking about who did it, he doesn't care. No. No. You could tell him to his face not to do it. Yep. And if you're around, he won't do it because he doesn't want you to tell him to his face twice. But next time you're not around, he'll do it again.
3: But well, that's why he's not on the show.
2: Okay. I got a funny r- rumble story. This brought something up for me. Um, rumble I w- story? Yeah. I did a red, the Red River Rumble for oh. Steel Town in Selkirk. It was there. Maybe first or second it was the one where they had 50. It was a big rumble. Sean Northstar Reed in that one? No. No, I've never been on 50 it. 50 people never in the rumble? A sh- yeah, it was. Was that number verified? It was verified, absolutely. Okay. There was a turn. Did style. somebody do a head count, though? Because I only a, counted eight people S- in the S- ring. Steve Stryker was there, and he did a head count as we went. No, I'm just kidding. S- Steve, oh. Steve Stryker, I, Mike just got super confused. I was like, Steve Stryker went to a steel <laughs> town show? Let me get to the, get to the story here. So I, get, I go in number two, and Matt Fairlane's number one. We're supposed to basically go the distance. So- we're at about 30 guys and Danny Duggan comes in and he's trying to eliminate me, Wh- whatever. But he's like really trying to eliminate me. I went over the top rope. I grab onto the bottom rope. I hold on for dear life. He's got his foot on my like chest, pushing me, trying to legitimately get me out. He's trying to rib you. And I don't know what he's trying to but He's like, why don't you leave? And I was like, I'm supposed to stay until the end. And he's like, Oh, and then he stopped and he left. He like, he was literally trying to push me out of the ring and I was holding it. Like it looked like the most legitimate Royal Rumble <laughs> uh, uh, elimination attempt. So ever. The, they wanted you to go like forty-five minutes. Yeah, me. Why uh, would they, somebody book that? I know. And we did. We went. I went right to the end. And you must and, have been dead. And then Matt uh, backdropped me over the top rope. You guys started and ended the Rumble. Well,
1: Stardom must have been trying to push you to the moon. Oh, he was. Cow. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? How green were you? No, that, that, that probably... because all you should have said to Danny is, "I'm in the finish." At, the, at that, <laughs> Not, t- I'm supposed to
2: stay till the end, sir. That, no, at, the, at that time I was in. It was 2009, so I was I'd been around for a while. Excuse me, sir. I'm supposed to be in the end of I the match. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> say oh, excuse kind, me. sir. Yeah.
1: Should have. I would have just been like, "Hey, I'm in the finish."
2: <laughs> well, I was holding on for dear life. I wasn't thinking about my lexicon. Yeah. <laughs> What's lexicon mean? Your my the words I used. Oh, good, good. Go, now, okay, now you've all been learned. What are we at for time, sir? 50,
1: 48 minutes. 48 minutes. Okay. Let's, let's, 49 minutes. let's change directions quickly. Do it. Good. We've talked a lot local, this show, mm-hmm. right? Regina's getting AEW. So we're doing a complete crude turn change here. AEW is going to Regina July 8th. It's My a televised birthday. event. What event will that be? It's
3: not Rampage or it is it might Rampage? be Battle of the Belts. Yeah. But they're also getting another Saturday, Saturday night, night program. So are they going to do tapings for the Saturday night program everywhere? I don't think anybody knows what that Saturday night program is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I yeah. heard it's supposed to be a six o'clock time slot and it's supposed to be a That's throwback type of program to WCW Saturday night. Which would be cool. You yeah. Know. See, I have always thought that that wasn't an AEW type of show. We talked about this a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I thought that would be good for NWA. It'd also be good for Impact. If Impact was to get a national TV program, like a national carrier, as opposed to access Saturdays at six is actually a great time slot because you and I are in our forties. And we remember growing up
3: on Saturday night wrestling, by the way, is impact even on here anymore? Fight network. Is it on game show television? Cause I don't think it's on anymore. I'm here. not
2: getting it on my PVR. Anymore, yeah. Cause so I, I don't know.
3: I was getting it PVR'd all the time and it was not it's not showing up anymore. That will be disastrous for that brand that yes. has nothing but momentum going for it in terms of what they're actually doing. I watched the first match on the pay-per-view from last weekend. Who uh, was it? Sacrifice, uh, speedball Mike Bailey and oh. Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham is so good. And so is Mike God, Bailey. Is good, yeah. Like, they have so, so many what sold wanna, out.
1: Yeah, what I want to know is how they have these guys and AEW and WWE are not grabbing them. Now, I know that Mike Bailey has an issue
3: I don't know what the issue is, but there is a reason why he's not well, there. Well, he got pinched at the border yeah. years ago. Okay. So he was barred from the U.S. for five years. But he's years. been back in the U.S. He's been back. Yeah. So yeah. Well, maybe- I think
2: AEW and Impact had that sort of loose arrangement. And there might still be a little, no. little respect there. WWE, I just don't think they pay attention to Impact at all. Well, Mike Bailey,
3: I mean, he's fun to watch, but he's got a terrible body. He's got. He's not very presentable. That's probably what they think. Yeah. So that that might be holding him back. He looks like a little too local, maybe. He looks, he's got this weird like mullet and he's just got the, you know, no kick. He wears kick pads, no shoes, kind of a, not a great physique. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he does does some cool stuff in the ring. Yeah. um, But I'm sure, I mean, let's call it the way it is. This is a cosmetic business. Yeah. So Saturday, July 8th in
1: Regina, uh, the on sale wasn't that good. I know. The I on sale that. in Saskatchewan like 1600 or something, right? Yeah, it was, it was it was painful compared to Winnipeg. Uh Winnipeg was well over 4 by the by the 48 hours out like the 24 hours before the tickets
3: went on sale to the 24 hour after it's a 48 hour window and when was the last time there was big name wrestling in Saskatchewan and TV it's yeah. the
1: last time I believe was when Joe Aiello was an uh, announcer for WWF it was 1992 yeah Brett won the WWF title from Ric Flair in a match that they decided would only go to a Coliseum home video yep smack them whack them yeah October 12th 1992 really weird but like Thanksgiving night yeah they did Winnipeg in September like September 20th or September something. 21st and then they go to Regina and next, Saskatoon. Brandon the next night. Yeah. yeah. How they thought they were going to we, get much out of Brandon.
2: Are we getting in the car for, uh, you know? I think July 8th I'm going to go. Um, it's the Mecca's Bees so Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I don't know who's all going to go with me. I do know that there might be a few bomber jerseys going to AEW personnel that may have ties to Winnipeg. Why don't we BSD's plan? bus trip. I was just going to say. Yeah. A Bees She's bus trip. It's a little short notice to make it happen. July? Well, it's right now it's April. Come on, you work three jobs a week. Let's go. So you want to get a bus trip? Like you want to rent a bus and do it? Yeah. That might be kind of fun. Well, you know, Sean Brown knows the right person to call who's got a bus. Maybe we can call Frank the Tank.
3: Frank Fiedler. Do you remember? I loved Frank. He was a big,
1: heavy guy.
2: This is already taking a turn, I can tell. He drove the bus for my bachelor party. Yes. But but a a B-she's bus trip to Regina would be pretty dope. That okay, would be, so here's, let's put it
3: out to the listeners. Yes. Would they support something like that? We would they would,
1: want to come with us? I don't know what the price would be. I'll I'll start to do some work. But let's say, okay, it's a Saturday night, so we would leave Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, and this, I did not know we were going to go here with this. <laughs> so you have to go to social media. And if you say you want to go to this, you are committing yourself. Yes. Like this might be a, a $75 or $100 commitment.
2: At least. We're going to bust commitment. there.
1: We don't know if we're going to stay in a hotel overnight. I personally prefer a oh, night, night in Regina. Yeah, hotel. But if not, it might be a bus back and get back at 5 in the morning Saturday or
2: Sunday. We're staying at a hotel in Regina. Yeah, yes.
1: that's my preference. Yeah. But as I learned last year at the Grey Cup, when I did not go with the Bombers, the hotels
2: were a little bit to be desired. I have to go yeah. out
1: there in a couple of weeks so
3: I can so I can, you can scout, yeah, scout
1: a hotel. Um, okay, so Dave Cote is on the Regina end of this. Dave Cote, if we do this, you are the host on that end. These for, for where the where this bus trip should go for recreation in addition to this AEW show. I will talk to my friend in AEW and alert her that we might put a bus. They need they need a bus trip of Winnipeggers. Sure. You know, and I will even work to get a hookup for people who want to wear their bomber jerseys Bomb yeah. to go to this we show in Regina. That. I can I can maybe help hook that up. So it's July eighth. It's Saturday. It's a televised event. Now the following Wednesday in Saskatoon, which I will not be able to go to, is is dynamite. Which I wouldn't be surprised if you don't go to that. I don't know. Yeah, Saturday works a lot better.
3: Yeah, it really does. I've seen AEW, and I'm I'm going to I'm probably going to Forbidden Door, which will have a hell of an atmosphere. Right. So I think I've kind of seen my. I'm good with the for TVs. Now, yeah. I'm good with the house shows. I think,
2: except for this bus trip. Bobby, the bus trip would be. You, a, let exception. me tell you something.
3: Yeah. Bobby J would be on this
1: bus. I can tell you yeah. that right now. Um, I bet you the axe would go on this bus.
2: I can just see. A I local bet you, you Scott of...
1: Carnegie would go on this bus. I bet you Matt Fairlane might surprise us and go on this bus. Why Matt Fairlane? Those are a very odd I names. just know that Matt Fairlane is the type of guy that would surprise us. And may- I, this might just be a bus of local wrestlers. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, would that ever be fun? I'm going to get Sean Brown on getting on the phone with, he knows a person with a bus and it's not a school bus. It's like uh Like a shuttle bus. A short bus? No, it's like a... The Gold Eyes <laughs> used to use the bus from this provider. So I know. You- I know the... Person it's who like, it's drove a, the bus. You might even ice. be lining up the bus driver as we piece all of this together. It's, a,
2: it's one of those classy like shuttle buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's comf It's comfortable. Can we enough. drink on it? Of course, you can They, they, they frown on that. <laughs>
1: what mm. no, but if you know the driver, and like I don't know, Frank Feeler let
3: me drive. I will drink on the bus, we had to clean up after.
1: Yeah, we are one week away from 50, 50 episodes of She's. By next week, it's gonna be big. We're gonna have an update on this. We got a lot of things we're working on for episode 50. So if I do nothing with it, show up, and we do what we normally do, (laughs) it'll just be just uh, stare at each other cluelessly. (laughs) I'm going to announce if or if Mike Davidson's gonna promote in 2023. I, last week I said 50-50, this week it's 40-60, but this morning it was 60-40, so it dropped 20% So today.
3: 40% you are, 60% you're not.
1: Yes, okay. but I have continued to, I, like I, last priced, week
2: it was like 5%. So
1: no, it was 50-50. But two was weeks it? ago
3: it was 90%. No, yeah, 90-10. Yeah. This guy's all over the
1: place. I've turned 44 and I can't make a decision to save my life. You're going through a midlife <laughs> yeah, crisis. I'm just sitting here, like I could, you uh, talk, like Brett Hart mastermind the Montreal Screwjob. Last week, I said so. This
2: week, I think he got screwed. <laughs> Holy cow. It's, re- it's really changed.
1: Holy. There you go. Anyway, we got to come back with a Mary Brown's mailbag. And uh, this was fun talking about a bus. I had no idea we were going to go there. It's
3: all about the bees. She.
1: I just wanted to say something about AWE, or AEW and Regina. And all of a sudden, we're trying to put a
2: bus tour together. All yeah. right. It's going to be a bus and good time. But right now, it's time for the Mary Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken. Crave Delicious.
0: Who has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's Chicken. Who only uses Manitoba Chicken?
3: Mary Brown's Chicken. And who only uses Manitoba grown potatoes hand cut in store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's Coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money saving deals and even
0: a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave Delicious.
2: Two questions this week in the Mary Brown's mailbag, but first, you know what I'm going to ask. Mecca, have you been to Mary Brown's this week? I was.
3: I was at Mary Brown's yesterday, and let me tell you something. If you've never been to Mary Brown's, one, you need to go, but two, you need to try their brand new, excuse me, their brand new sandwich, the grilled chicken sandwich at Mary Brown's. How was the grilled chicken It's going to be my new go-to. Is it called Grilled Big Mary or is it just nope, it's chicken? just Grilled Chicken Sandwich? Is it limited time only? So they were launching it on yesterday they launched it, or yes. two days ago they launched it, and I put up a tweet and just kind of talking about it. I don't know if it's going to be a regular menu item, Yeah, but the response has been very positive. It's outstanding. It is a, like, you know, I like, don't get me wrong, I love... A Big Mary, spicy Big Mary, right? I love that. But it's nice to have an option yeah. where you can just get something grilled and still go
1: there. And when you're trying to eat a little better, you take the bun off and you just eat the grilled chicken. It's
3: And you know what? I, I thought like it might be dry. Nope. It was very okay, sold. Moist, I'm, going, I'm going today. Well seasoned. Okay, okay, okay. I have not eaten. I'm, I'm a, slow listen, down. I'm going to go on the. Uh, that's my regular yeah. routine after taping the beef. That is it's... the worst rib you can
1: pull on someone. Someone says hey, I haven't eaten, and that is their cue to say stop talking about food. Another and t- then you <laughs> keep going on it. Get the waffle
3: fries. <sighs> yeah. Did you know they have
1: waffle stop fries? Stop going on about
2: so food. Every at, week I learn something I'm new at, about
3: Mary Brown. I'm asking you as a favor to stop talking oh. about food, please. I'm hungry. Ghost, if you go to the one in Sage Creek. Say hi to Ryan. Ryan? Is Ryan the manager? works? I think he's the manager. He works day and night. He's there, open till close, works his butt off. Is he a wrestling fan? I don't know, but he's a great guy. He yep. works real hard, so give him a pat on the back. Ryan in Sage Creek at Mary Creek, Browns. Sage Creek, Mary Browns. That's All right. my go-to.
2: There you have it. You want to get your questions on the Mary Browns mailbag, check us out on Twitter at B She's Instagram at B She's Facebook. Just search B She's, and if you're on Instagram or on Twitter, Use the hashtag, hashtag Mary Brown's mailbag. This one coming in from Marty Gold. He asks, what is your guy's favorite finishing maneuver? Marty's, Hold it.
1: Marty's asking a lot of questions. Did Was that signed Marty Gold or Marty Goldstein? Marty Gold. That's an imposter. You think so? I believe that's an imposter. Okay. Okay, I do not believe that's the Marty Goldstein that we all love and respect. One of the boys. And I think that is because there might be, Oh, anyway, might be What, a problem. Is, yeah, what it, is the question? It could be a rib.
2: He asks, "What is your guy's favorite finishing maneuver?" Well, that actually
1: sounds like something Marty Goldstein would ask. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. Okay, so Marty Goldstein
2: asks, Marty what Gold, is, Gold <laughs> Marty asks. Gold. Asks, oh, okay, what is your favorite finishing maneuver? So he wants to know what are each of our favorite. Is favorites he talking are. about wrestling? I I would assume so, yeah. considering it's a wrestling oh, podcast. Okay. In the bedroom, just, it's just, another story. Just but. making sure. Yes, yeah. uh, you go first, Chris. Oh man, I don't know. Mech and I are talking off the air about this one. It's, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm just going to go with a tag team one. I can't really pick one. Uh, And it's going to be way out of left field, but Al Snow and Steve Blackman teamed up for a while as head cheese. They did this top rope leg drop where Steve Blackman did a back breaker, held the guy in place. Al Snow came off with a leg drop. There looked like he was jumping to the ceiling Looks super devastating. I'm gonna go with that one.
3: All right. You want me to go next, or do you want to go next? I'll I'll go next. Thank you. I'm gonna give you my favorite and the worst finishing maneuver. Okay. Okay. I'm give you both. My favorite would probably be the pedigree.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: And the reason for that is, again, you can do it to a big guy, small guy, yeah. on offense, out of nowhere, yeah. You can get into it in a lot of different ways. It's simple, impactful, looks impressive. Uh so I would go with the pedigree.
2: I like the I have the hurricane for the same reason.
3: There you go. The worst finishing maneuver of all time. I'm going way back.
2: Not the people not the, the Jabroni
3: elbow. <laughs> that was might. <laughs> that might be up there with the that, pedigree. Yeah. I would say, do you remember Big Bully Busick?
1: I remember Nick Busick and Big Bully Busick, but I don't remember what he did for a finisher. The
3: stump puller. The, describe, the, that, the, the, describe that. Describe that. The guy, the guy's on his back and he pulls the leg up. No, he's well, kind of. Yeah. He's sitting on his doink do that too. Yep. He did it for a little bit. He was sitting on his butt. The guy's sitting on his butt and then big bully Busick would kind of sit on his shoulders (laughs) with his keys (laughs) in between his leaves and grab his legs and pull them up. Yeah. To stretch them out.
2: Yeah.
1: Do, you, do you want do me to show you right here? No, please? I've seen if it. If you do it, I'm recording this and it is going on social
3: media. So if you want to do it, I will. Re- I, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'll look at it, like it. don't get me wrong stump puller, super painful. Yeah. But people are looking at it. And like, if you get a guy, because I, I remember why it's the worst, that he got a guy, I guess he's not very flexible, right? So when he tried to lift up his leg, he lifted up like an inch off the ground. Oh. <laughs> so oh. then the, the fans are like, what what is he doing? It's just like, it's just, guy looks like He's a pervert. He's not flexible enough to go up. Yeah. So, but if the guy was not flexible and he really wanted to be a, yeah. a keys, he could really yeah. lift <laughs> it up and yeah. hurt
1: the guy. Pull his hamstring. So devastating move, but just look terrible. terrible. Yeah. Okay. So Google I, it. if I was the booker and if Adam Knight was not Ugh. impossible to deal with, it would have been the dreaded small package. Adam Knight
3: going to power slap. Did you hear that? Seriously? No. Oh, oh, (laughs)
1: you had me convinced. Your face is the best. Um, Because he's going to get killed if he does that. (laughs) But uh, Adam Knight, if he had done it, the dreaded small package would have been the best finishing move in the history of local wrestling. And by that means, I only care about local. The best finishing move, and I can only tell you there were two moves that, in when I was in high school, everybody wanted to do. They tried to do the razor's edge, and they'd always yep. the guy would slip down and land on his feet, thank god, or hurt himself. The other one was the Bob Backlund chicken wing. They yes. come up behind the guy, yeah, and, absolutely and lock that it was in, over. but nobody knew how to work it. So if you locked it in on a guy, the guy is trying to tap and he's hurting real bad. Yeah, Bob Backlund, the chicken wing, the the crossface chicken wing, was amazing, and I'm going to say that one was the the best finishing move only when he locked the hands. Yeah. If they weren't flexible, he'd grab the arm and it didn't look quite as good. But if he locked the hands, it looked incredible.
3: You know, what's funny with the razor's edge is that I remember when I was watching WCW in the early nineties and you saw the diamond stud and he was doing the, what they call the diamond death drop at that time. And I remember thinking that is so cool. Like that move is unbelievable. Yeah, Like how does he get that guy up like that? It looked these guys, he was just folding these guys in half. It looked crazy to me. So I was pumped. When Razor Ramon came to WWF, how strong did Scott Scott Hall have to be? Because he gets oh, them up and yeah. then he pushes them up yeah. from their armpits. And that's got. Have you ever you taken a razor's edge? No. Another thing we can do off the air. Do you We're going to take a video like, of that. Too. But that's killer on your armpits. Yeah. When yeah. you have a, when like a guy's got you by your armpits, yeah, that hurt. sucks. Now you yeah. think about it on a long match, he has to do it on a sweaty guy. Yeah. Like after out. 20
1: minutes all yeah. blown up. Right. And he also did the follow-up storm. He must've been one hell of a strong son of a gun, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he, but the razor's edge was an, a very impressive finisher. Yeah. Um,
3: so yeah, that's those, those are the finishing moves. Do Actually have- an honorable mention to the DDT.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But Jake's DDT. Jake's DDT. Yeah, Jake,
3: only Jake's yeah. DDT. Not a transition move DDT. Exactly. Like Jake the Snake Roberts DDT was. Um,
2: Although I liked... I liked the roll through DDT for a while where the guy rolled through until it became a transition spot. Yeah. Yeah. It looked a lot more devastating when they rolled through before it became a, Wait. you know, you know, parody okay. of itself.
3: DDTs, planchas,
2: yeah. super kicks, overdone now.
3: gotta be banned. So
1: before we go, I'm just going to touch on it. I don't know the dates, but ringside wrestling Regina.
2: We got one more question before three. Oh, three, three questions. Yeah, we haven't got one two questions. Oh, we haven't oh, have, have asked the second one from Trevor. Trevor. Oh shoot. Sorry, Tre- my bad. Trevor asks, Wayne Stanton was oh, a yes. was a guest on one of your shows, earlier your shows. What do you think his greatest contribution to the business has been?
1: Ooh. Um Do you want me to go first? Because I know sure. it the best. So Wayne Stanton started promoting River City Wrestling in 1993. He'd been around new brand wrestling for several years before that, maybe even a decade. Uh, Wayne's greatest contribution, I will say, is the the guys he gave the start to, and that includes me. To a degree, it includes you. Adam Knight, Vance Nevada, um, Chris Paris, Ronnie Attitude, Rob Stardom, uh, Overkill, who would have been a great, like Overkill could have been the biggest star out of all of them, um, so Don's trainees, Will Damon, Donnie DiCaprio, yeah. there might be a problem. J.C. Dirksen, B.J. Monroe, B, yes, B.J. Monroe, Chris Stevens. Um, that class that grew into PCW, which was really a dominant class from 2002 to 2005, all came from from Wayne investing in them in 1999. Uh, that's his greatest claim. He also had local TV on Shaw TV. Um, and you know what? Any promoter that loses money, and I believe Wayne lost money promoting wrestling, that's a sacrifice. Um, but I, I will always have an affinity for Wayne for those reasons. Same. Um, but that's that's what I can think of off the top
3: of my head. I would say, um, first of all, I it's a tough one because Wayne and I had a really like nasty falling out. I very think. close and then a very bad breakup. Yeah, and I didn't appreciate that because um, we were... Um, we were pretty tight and like Mike, we, me and you have talked about this many times. Like we gave Wayne Stanton a lot of credibility. Yes. The fact that we were on these shows and we, you know, some of the things that we didn't agree with, or we've, you know, criticized other people for Wayne was the king immune of doing to some it. of these. And
1: we would say, well, just Wayne. Yeah. It's we,
3: Wayne. We'd, we'd accept it. Right. Yeah. So we almost gave him a pass on some of this stuff. So we had a really kind of bad falling out. Um, when we were doing our old podcast, Wayne and Shane show, the Wayne, the Wayne and, and Shane, Shane show, the original. It wasn't called a podcast though; it was yeah. called a Internet blog radio talk show. radio. Yeah, blog Internet talk radio. radio. Yep. R.I.P. Back in, back in the day, yeah, but uh, and I can't remember what happened. But we, I just, he just went off the wall. One didn't day. he mute you and then just shot on you? I think he hung up on me, and so I, I can't remember what happened. But like from then, from right there, I haven't talked to Wayne since that show. There was the night we were at Garbanzo's with Sean Brown. And did you not say hello when he came up I to the table? I like, probably just like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to ignore somebody. Yeah, It's like when I saw TJ Bratt a couple of weeks ago, we haven't had the smoothest history, but I'm not going to be an asshole. I can easily say hello to somebody. I can yeah. be cordial. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: We got to get the back issues of that show.
3: <laughs> we got to find those. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I will say that hurt my feelings. Because Wayne was yeah. a guy I felt I brought a lot of credibility to. Um, I always stuck up for him. Yep. And then he kind of turned his back on me. And that pissed me off. And- I bet you he regrets it. And if he hears this, he's it's going to remind
1: him of that regret. But it's amazing. Like, I had a similar thing before we had him on. I hadn't talked to him. He accused me of sexually harassing an imaginary woman. Like, he, he made it sound like I abused my power. I never. And, um, but... Forgiveness felt good with Wayne, and uh, you know, I remember the good times,
3: yeah. And I like to think that when I came here from being trained, he gave me my first opportunity, yeah. he didn't have to, he'd be a fool not to. Don't get yeah. me wrong, changed his landscape of his company, but um, I was very grateful for people who gave me my start. So it's like I would say. You know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. His greatest contribution was booking me on his show.
1: If you don't come to River City in 1999, Ernie Todd wins that war. No Bobby J, no John Newen. You're right. Major change in the local wrestling scene. Okay, You're quick,
2: welcome, everybody. Quickly, before we go to the wrap-up, Mike, your, your favorite memory from the Wayne and Shane show. I want to tell you mine. Okay. That's so the I, only reason I want to
3: ask you, I don't remember. It's it's been so long. We okay. did the show for I think about a year and a half.
2: This is not a slight on anybody, not a slight on you, Wayne, but the New Year's episode where Wayne got oh, plastered yes. Yes. and kept asking you what your New Year's resolution was, and you finally were like, I don't know, Wayne. I'm just going to eat less pizza. <laughs> I I think about that. No word of a lie. At least once a week. There was one time it made me laugh so hard. (laughs) There was one time
1: in 2010 where he did it. And then he went dead. Like the air went, like he thought he signed off. Did he pass out? No, he thought he signed off, but he, but it was still running. And you could hear him typing into the computer and Homer called him and you could hear him and Homer having a that. for 40 minutes. He's sitting there and he doesn't realize he's still live. That
3: New Year's show we taped, I believe is at a 4 p.m. Yeah. And it was weird because that was back in the day when Wayne had to I don't know how you had to call like an American number and you know living in Canada calling an American number even now is very expensive and costly. Yeah. So we're on the phone for like 90 minutes. Oh yeah. That's a big bill, right? Which I wasn't footing. Yeah. So Wayne would I guess call into the show and then three-way call me and we do a three-way old stu- old old school phone just you're talking on the phone. Yeah, there was yeah. no fancy setup like the palatial estate of the B. show here where we have <laughs> this, you know, these fancy microphones and everything. Like there was none of that. It was just, yeah. you're calling on the phone. Yeah. Can you do an imitation of Wayne before we go?
1: He doesn't do a sucking back. He made that very clear. Well, (laughs) I
3: appreciate everybody listening to episode 49. And Next week, we're going to begin a new era for the Bees Shees show. Tune in, cowards.
1: And with that, I'm skipping what I was going to talk about. There's no better way to end it.
0: Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the rumper bumper butt-butt delivered by the ice man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gardy, but what I like the most. Is Kerry delivering the iron claw as only the Von Eric's can? Well, the boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight. And I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called and friends She could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassling. Really hassling. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, Honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I, and that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I, and that's wrestling. Kevin Von Eric, when he's really high and flying. I'd like to see Ric Flair but he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. Well, I wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls, and I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, Honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R A S S L I N, that's wrestling and that's wrestling. Well, last night I dreamed my life was over. There was golden streets and fields of clover, and the lights, they were dazzling. I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late, I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling r-a-s-s-l-i and that's wrestling there's gentleman chris adams with his super kick in place young mike von Erich with his own iron claw and i'll never forget the classic matches of the 70s and 80s two champions harley race and david von Erich. saint peter told me as he let me in from now on every monday and friday glenn we're going to wrestling Going to wrestling. R A S S L I N, that's wrestling. R A S S L I N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N-T. Boy, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought those advanced tickets. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's By the way, St. Pete, are you sure these wings <S-L-I-N>, will fit in a ringside seat? Is Fritz <S-L-I-N-T>. coming up here anytime soon?